That's some pickleball action. Lori and Julia have been spending a lot of time on the courts the last couple days here. How is it going at Project Down and Dirty Pickleball, Lori and Julia? We just... We just we just have had a blow to our confidence. Yeah, oh, no. uh, we've yeah. only played Bradley and Dawn. So we haven't so played we haven't anybody played else. Jason and Alexis, the power. The power. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're very new, and, and we haven't played uh, Jason and Alexis, and they've got a spanking hit, and yeah. then we just got creamed by uh, Steve and Donna. Yeah, we did, and so, it was bad for our confidence because first of all, you shouldn't go play a pickleball game 20 minutes before your show starts. P.S. By the way, no, I was we, we, my shoes were not tied we tight. So many I had two jackets on. They, I have a myriad of excuses. <laughs> I can't even think of an excuse except for it's really nerve-wracking playing in front of. There were like three people watching. Watching. Oh so yeah, you're right. Night, I'm sorry, my heart was just pounding. It's, uh, I hate it's, when Steve is right. He told me today. He said. The true test is how we all play with all the eyes on us. Right, but we've and never I was like anybody. I mean, I'm sorry. I think I, it's I, true. I know, unfortunately, Don Don is still in the room. So but I at least talk. you're talking about her behind her back, in front of her. <laughs> you just guys are new. Yeah, newer. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm a newbie. I consider myself. Remember, I said I'm a 2.5. <laughs> I looked on the pickleball thing when you come into Lucky Shots. It says, "Describe your pickleball where you are." Novice, so you've never played. That's not me because mm-hmm. I've played now like six times. And I was like, newbie, 2.5 stars. That's what I am. And that's what I said on video the other day. I oh, called myself I'm, I'm a newbie. I'm so shaken. Oh, Julia. You're our ace in the hole. No, you have got to get no, it together. I missed. I double faulted three times, but it's only a fault here because there's not two options. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it, Julia, whatever, we'll figure it out. It's... It is. It was our first, like, where we did have like people, like, no, specifically we played against com- competitive people. Like. Yeah, you're right. That, that's the difference. Yeah, and uh, the I, pi- and I'm not dissing you. Poor Dawn is sitting. <laughs> she doesn't care. That's right. Steve can't be good at everything. Right. Good at I everything. Well, we, I... And Dawn was really good. I mean, Donna. I didn't mean you. Yeah. I, I mean, but you're right here. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> going to get her a steam <laughs> shovel no, no. right now. I meant Don. No. And Don is good. I just meant Steve. Let's get a backhoe <laughs> to get the dirt because she's digging the hole oh, deeper so and deeper. bad. But that was very, that wasn't fun at all. Okay. But, but one thing that we've done, and hopefully now that we've had this little um, shattering confidence uh, boost. Earth shattering. Earth shattering. What we have done, though, is we've got these two women, the pickleball chicks, who have been coaching us, doing drills with us, teaching us about different, you know, things and giving us tips. And we've spent a lot of time doing that so that when we're in play, we'll have more confidence that we've practiced these shots. But what we haven't done is like played against our competitors. Yes. So that was just something we have to just, I need to breathe deep. We're going to do it for the first time tomorrow, Julia, and it's going to go however it goes. Oh, you know what I mean? So brutal for my ego right now. Is it? Uh, It really is. Okay. So let's, let's let's set the table. So here we are. It's project down and dirty day two, 13th year, 13th year. We are playing pickleball at one of the coolest places in the twin cities. Um, and if you ever want to rent a party room, holy cow, lucky, lucky shot. shots. The party room here is so over the top cool. And you could have, 
I want to come here for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and just right. have all the family play pickleball <laughs> and cook in here and just have a blast. No, it's, have it catered. Yeah, have it catered. Right. It would just be so fun. But, but we, it is a cool it's space. It's really cool. And, and, you know, the people that showed up last night to pay money thank you. to play with us, that was, even though it was the end of a long day, I it was so much fun. So. It was just the, I played with the, the you know, long-time Louis listeners. Armstrong. Yeah, Louis Armstrong. And the, and the other Martha. two girls, they didn't catch their names. Oh, they were just delightful. They gave me so much positivity and hope because... It was destroyed 10 minutes ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> so I'm going to look back on last night and just how fun that was playing with them, you know? And they gave me tips, too, because they're experienced yeah. picklers three times a week because they're retired. Our tip is going to be to get our serve because we both didn't get serves in. That's uh, our tip. Yeah, and Julia, I'm going to just be honest. I had three coats on, and I do I not like serving with puff on my side. Oh, you know what I'm that's saying? That's why you keep so slender. Yeah, but even like bowling, I, you know I can't bowl with anything that's catching my side. So I was like in such a dumb outfit, and I thought, I feel like uh, the kid I in love Christmas our story. Excuses. This is my excuse. All right, right let's now. tell the truth. We both had blindfolds on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they beat us so hands down. Okay. All right, so back to what we're doing. Yes. We are here to raise money for four amazing charities. Um, the generosity of my tech listeners is huge. Um, since we left, Yesterday, people have continued to donate for our organization, Save um, Suicide Awareness Voices, Voices of, of education. education. I don't have my sheet in front of me. Org. Uh, org. And we're going to hear some more stories and talk about that later. But right now, we have $12,237. And let's just give some shout outs to some yes. of our donations. Yeah, because um, people are donating and remembering people by name that they've lost to suicide right? or people who've attempted. It's been very moving. It really has. And let's let's give a shout out to Jody Campbell. She gave $25 dedicated to her sweet coworker. Natasha, I think that's where we left off yesterday. Mm -hmm. Katie Walner gave $100 in memory of three dear friends who we've lost to suicide. Barbara Kanar, $25 in memory of her dad. Amanda, $25 dedicated to Amanda. I love that. You go, Amanda. Anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. Lori Freudenshoe gave $50. Anonymous, Jody Weller gave $25. Debbie Lester gave $100. Aww. Beth Dawson gave $100 in memory of Evan H. and Tierney M. Both died of suicide this year. A son of one family, a daughter. I can't read the rest of it. Oh, mm -hmm. sad. Kathy Mayhofer gave $25. Sherry Sneary gave $25. Teresa Bosch, thank you for $15. Katie Warner, $100 in honor of her mom. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for your donations. And to no donate, if you're just picking up and listening to us today, you go to MyTalk1071, and you'll see the pickleball logo and icon. And right underneath it says Donate Here. And you can click there, and when you go, it starts with the morning show, then the Don and Steve, then it's Don and Bradley, and then after that, it's us. So you scroll down to the bottom if you want to donate yes, to our donation. Mm -hmm. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we are going to need to win in the donations because the seating is important in this pickleball. Is it? See, uh -huh. I don't even know the, how this works. I was all worried about our walk-on song. That was really my... I know, Lori, you were worried about your outfit. Fashion and then the walk-out song. That and was the pink really, lipstick. Yes, and the good pink lipstick. I really... Those are the priorities. And then... And then we just got our butts kicked. And now I don't even know how to... Recover. You oh, are, yeah. This is going to be more motivating. Yeah, this is this will be motivation. Well, you got to really calm yourself down because I was so anxious. Um, 
I'm stressed. And Julia, let's 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 get real for a second. It, you have the reputation of, of being the best pickler. I'm not. See this. Okay, but I I'm played just, the longest. Yes. I should be the best. Yeah. But apparently in competition, it doesn't come out. You never know. You, you may buckle under the light. Yeah. Right. And we you didn't know, do anything really. We learned. Julia, again, we played at 20 minutes. You're like, I come know. on. Just, I didn't even have my shoes tied tight either, by the I way, P.S. I've already sweated through a pair of socks that were meant to be get me through at least till I got to wherever we're going tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there they are, the picklers. They've come in to take the trophy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're working on our self-esteem right now, Steve and yeah. Donna. Um, Julia is really have, having a problem. I'm really having a problem with this. Um, but <laughs> they don't care. I know. They don't care at all. They kicked our butt. Why would you? You know, it's false confidence. It's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. It's part of Did our... Did you show how much we cared when we lost there? Wink, wink. Yeah, no. We're saving all of our good shots for tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that was a decoy game. That was a, that was a <laughs> we, decoy game. That was, I, a decoy I, game. Oh, yeah. that was so bad. That was a decoy Get over here, game. Steve. We're, we are... That was a good... Not really. That was good. Well, we had just come off of it. Yeah, you um, you just played. Be closer to your mic. I know. Yeah, we we were really warm. Yeah, you were very warmed up. That's fine. Um, very we, warmed up. We had just played a really good scrimmage with we Jason watched. and Alexis. We yeah. watched. We that was a close game. And you guys did so great. And we did a comeback. And so I thought we were working well on our, like, we need to dig. Let's go. However. And you were calling your shots. Donna, I noticed. Donna, what happened? She threw a flag for the first time because I was getting too intense. Oh, apparently. but you we have happen. Oh, yeah. Donna, happen, and uh, and so we finally. Let's we just finally talk about it. how your intenseness paid off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on, why don't it. you hey, two hey, right. make a team? Because yeah. these two would be. Oh no, I would. I, you two I, would crush the whole. No, everything. I got. I didn't even get my serves in. I mean, this no, was they crazy. Were looking, they, you have good serves. Yeah. You have good serves. Don't sleep on Alexis Thompson. She has a forehand. I watched her. That is tennis. Yes. Oh, no, I watched player. her. She's legit. How are you doing, Grant? I'm doing all I'm right. Sorry. I'm a little so, Donna, oh, how are you? Is Steve just too competitive for you? A little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, he, he started out real nice and was like, don't worry about it. It's right. Cool. It's cool. And like, I'm not very good at this. And right. that was all part of this shtick. Totally, Lori. Well, she and knew. Now, and now he's Mr. Now he's Pro. Like, he's like, Come on, let's go. Keep your eye on the ball. And I'm like, okay, scale no, back, dude, because no, I don't but, do but, well but with that. Weren't you stressed? Like, I was stressed, and I'm, we don't even have an audience. Right. Listen, whoever deals the best with the audience you told has me that. the best chance of winning. Because when they're there, I think you don't you're think correct. there's going to be pressure. When people are clapping, and you feel like, oh, we're making a little bit of a comeback. I'm going to crack. Someone, Someone on Facebook crack. wondered who would crack first, you or me. It oh, might be, no. We're in the bottom it, it, two of it, cracking it, it up. It could be me. Just so you know. Race. No, no. <laughs> people who listen there, like, it's going to be Donna or Lori. It's no, one of those two are going to We might crack. excel in our artwork. Right. We made our And our walk-on song. Our walk-on song is epic. Yeah, maybe that's we're looking for wins. Wins. <laughs> we just found out we have to do arts and crafts. Yeah, we, we already, already did, did ours. <laughs> we're sick of it now. We've yeah. reached the threshold. All right, we're goodbye. Goodbye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Project Down and Dirty Day 2. It's getting dirty here. Hey, everybody. we got to tell you about the biggest sale of the year that's happening uh, dermatology-wise, and that would be Minneapolis Skin Clinic, which is affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery and Dr. Best Jarvis. Pricing. 
best pricing. So best dermal filler pricing of the year, best retail product prices. Many of the products are buy two, get one free. Also their membership enrollment, which gets you deals on like a lot of hydrofacials and any kind of boat, all these different things to join its weight that this week, week this yes. week and also a walk-in um, clinic tomorrow yes for vitamin b and vitamin c injections for just ten dollars um we love mini helpless skin clinic and anti-aging yes and you will too this is the deal of the year oh my gosh everyone's talking at us and it was our first skin clinic we ever did botox that. look at your skin <laughs> you look amazing Anti-aging at my talk 107.1. My friend Charles just sent me a text and said, were you talking when you were serving? Oh, yeah. Um, because I always miss. Mm -hmm. And no, I was just flat out stressed and anxious. So we'll figure it out by tomorrow. I know it. We are um, live at Lucky Shots. Shout out to the Pickleball Chicks, C-H-I-X. They're going to hang out with us for a second tomorrow. They are the coolest ladies. And... and yeah, we're Beck and Annie. They're amazing. Yeah, they're great. You know who else is amazing? Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we had uh, our friend Sandy had given us the 411 yesterday afternoon that all of the Grove was shut down. Which is such a fun place. Yeah, um, in L.A. And, I mean, it is huge. It's a huge outdoor, indoor shopping mall mm -hmm. with restaurants. The Farmer's Market is there. It's right next to CBS Nordstrom Studios. Nordstrom is there. And that's where we had the champagne at Mark. Come on, what's the shop that I bought the pants and we bought the tops? Oh, Mark Jacobs. Mark Jacobs. Mark oh, Jacobs, yeah. yes. We went in there. We were spending so much money, they busted out the champagne. That happens in Beverly and Hills. And get, get the buyers <laughs> drunk or buzzed and right. they, oh, it looks so good. Let's buy five of the yeah. same thing. But they knew that, you know, Taylor was going to be there and it was going to be this big darn deal. We've got a little audio from uh, GMA. Taylor Swift was wearing, and we posted this, mm -hmm. a blue Oscar de la Renta uh, dress. And head to toe, her whole look, a nod to 1989. Okay. Taylor, yes. you know, she's re-recording. It's being re-released. So uh, let's play that GMA audio. Big enough, a huge enough event, a movie nice. premiere that shut down an entire mall in the heart of L.A. And oh yeah, Taylor Swift was there. It all leveled up when the other queen of everything showed up, Beyonce. This morning, a seismic event in the world of pop culture, ushering in a new era sans. T-Swift and Queen Bee joining forces to celebrate the premiere of Swift's Eras Tour concert film in Los Angeles. Swift posting this shot of the two music moguls enjoying themselves inside the theater with some popcorn, writing, I'm so glad I'll never know what my life would have been like without Beyonce's influence. She's been a guiding light throughout my career, and the fact that she showed up tonight was like an actual fairy tale. I didn't get to go to the tour, so I'm excited to see it on the big screen. Swift rocking an Oscar de la Renta gown, delighting the 2200 diehard fans lucky enough to score the coveted tickets. Every single person in this, this theater has been hand-selected and hand-picked and invited to this night because you've shown some sort of extra type of support for this tour, and I appreciate that more than you could possibly know. Outside sheer pandemonium, as massive crowds gathered on the sidewalks, helicopters hovered overhead, oh and gosh. an entire shopping mall near the site of the theater shut down early. And I think I'll just watch it with you now. I check it once, then I check it twice. Oh! And look what you made her do. The pop icon surprising her fans by moving up the premiere date. 
Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour movie now hitting the silver screen tonight, a day earlier than expected after unprecedented demand. Industry experts predicting the film, which took in $100 million just in pre-sales, could mm -hmm. rake in up to $175 million in its opening weekend. And the Beehive is also swarming theaters soon. Millions in pre-sales already announced for Beyonce's hotly anticipated December release, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. There's a new respect for the level of superstardom that a Taylor Swift, or as we will probably see in a month or so, mm -hmm. Beyonce has with their fans. There's a power shift that feels like it's going on here in Hollywood. A power shift is going on. So that big surprise beyond Beyonce about moving up the release date means, means that Swifties across North America have to clear their schedules a day earlier <laughs> in select cities. The Eras Tour concert film hitting theaters today or tonight with more showtimes added all weekend. So you can go see it and relive it all. It's so uh, smart of both of them yeah, to yeah. do yeah. movies. Yeah. It's, really, it's, it's really cool. It's so smart of them and the movie theaters, that uh, they must be so happy. Oh, well, remember it brought up AMC stock. Yeah. 8%. Mm -hmm. we wow. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so we are um, we're raising money. Here. Yes, That's we what we're doing. It. Lori's rolling out her hot foot, which <laughs> is the same thing as plantar fasciitis. Shout out to Karen who played with us last night. Oh yeah, she had to leave because of her heel. Um, and I, I hope you're taking care of your foot, Karen. Um, we want to thank Christine. Um, Callanen, who gave $50 in memory of Ryan. Uh, these are donations to save Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. We want to thank Erica Kurfus, who gave $56 dedicated to her dad, who died by suicide 12 years ago today, oh. 12 years ago at age 56. Oh. You know, and, and that's something that I've, I've noticed a lot of people are doing or giving donations and specific dollar amounts or mm -hmm. numbers that make sense and mm -hmm. anything as small as $12 works, yeah. you know, so anything, if this is, if suicide has affected you, your loved ones, someone, you know, someone you care about, someone you're worried about, mm -hmm. please, you know, every little bit helps. Um, so thank you so much. And Erica and Christine, we really appreciate it. Um, and back to those lovely ladies. I mean, this is weird going back and forth, but oh, we're yeah. just doing the best that we can do. But they're taking over. Like they said, there's a new regime. It's and the power and of women. Know, we, of women, we, exactly. And we kind of got, you know, when um, um, uh, Beyonce, when Tina Knowles, you know, did an Instagram where she was so... Uh, proud of both Taylor, both the Taylor and her daughter, yes. and, you know, because there's always sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, uh, you want to like make a rivalry or like right. something's going on, right. and they are just lifting one up and lifting each, each other, other up, up, and yeah. it's just like so great. And Beautiful. I loved what Beyonce wore. She, of course was in a renaissance outfit yeah because she sweet. had uh, the metallic breast cover complete with the nipples built into the metallic She's awesome. breast what a tribute awesome. and then her glasses so very much on point for the renaissance album and how people were dressing and then there's taylor in her cinderella 1989 with her faux bob her red lipstick in the blue yes yeah, fantastic yeah. we're going to take a quick break this is Lori and julia on my talk streaming live and you can download us any time you want we'll be right back how is it going Lori? we are back with our uh, special we guest. are back and uh eric mishy is joining us he joined us yesterday he's the executive director of um save and that's suicide awareness voices of education the charity we are raising 
money for. And Eric, thanks for driving back out to the pickleball well, place. I'm glad to be out here. You guys, I saw a little bit of you out on the court. Yeah. And I was very impressed. Thank you. Um, I would be fearful if I were playing against you. you would you? Yes, Good. Thank you. We need so, it. We need every bit of false confidence you can give us. You know, I think what you got to do is you just got to focus on on just get inside their head. I think if you can kind of, yeah, like intimidate them a little bit. I, you mm-hmm. know, we didn't try. I think no. that's what you got to do. We showed our soft side right no, away. No, you gotta, right away. You got to. Yeah. You got to show. You know what? Truth. Actually, now that I think, <laughs> I think about that's it, what happened to the twins last night? They showed exactly. the Astros their soft side. How about side. that? Yeah. Taking out the uh, star pitcher after. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a. Uh, yeah. I think let's just. Uh, Give a shout out really quick to Julie Berg, who gave $25 dedicated to the helpers who are there to listen and support those who feel lost. Thank you, Julie. And you, if you want to donate, you can go to mytech1071.com. Yes. And that is a good question because, like, somebody calls, somebody, like, right now that's listening and they're like, they feel like they feel like harming themselves sure. and they were to call 988. What, what does, does that happen? look like? Or sound like, or well, feel like. Well, it's going to be it's going to be different for everybody who calls. Okay. But the, the goal is to have a trusted advocate and ally and resource on the other end of that line that you're able to talk to mm-hmm. and to get the kind of support that you need. And yeah. And oftentimes, remember, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, is the key thing is that when somebody shares with you that they're they're thinking about hurting themselves. Is we, we, you need to listen to them. You need mm-hmm. to take them seriously. You, you, there's no judgment here. And is that what they do? Oh yeah, the, absolutely. Okay. And then and then they will talk to you and 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 ask you. You know, do you have sources of support right now? And and so the the goal is to really help you kind of ride out that, okay. that initial crises. But as we discussed yesterday. You know, the reality is, is once that immediate crisis passes, we still got to stay engaged. Yes. We still got to make sure that we're checking in on our friends. We got to make sure that we ask them if they need us to go with them to get help. Uh, We need to make sure that we're removing any means that they might be able to harm themselves, whether it's it's whatever those means may be. Right. Um, And then to make sure that we're checking in on them. Mm -hmm. And, And we should be doing that all the time. With, yes. with all of us, actually, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. anytime somebody indicates that they're thinking about harming themselves, most definitely make sure we're not leaving them alone. Right. What kind of, I mean, like since 988, which is the suicide hotline to call, I mean, is it a 24-7 hotline? Yes. Okay, good yeah. to know. All right. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, and again, I don't want to talk a lot about statistics, nope. but okay. what I do want to underscore is the severity of, of the challenge, right? Is that suicide is the 11th leading cause of death in the United States every year. There's somewhere around 130 suicides each day. There's about 1.7 million suicide attempts annually in this country. So this is an ongoing 24 7, 365 mm-hmm. day a week challenge that we've got to deal with, which is why having what you're doing here over the last couple, two or three days is so critically important to raise awareness, let people know that there is help out there, and to continue to do what we can do to reduce the stigma that's associated with suicide. So um, I talked to someone who had a friend who was a doctor and was very depressed, but because he was a doctor, he didn't want to go get on antidepressant medication because it would be a ding against him and he would, in his profession, maybe not be able to do that. So 
Do you hear that? Oh, yeah. And, and just Is as that a side, profession? Yeah, that... profession, doctors and dentists are in the top 10 of those who, who die by suicide. Realtors is another wow. profession. Oh um, and, and obviously, entertainment industry, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the times, the reason why we're so familiar with those in the entertainment industry, because they're in the public eye, sure. right? Um, so doctors and dentists, and if you think about COVID, think about the extreme stress that anybody in the medical profession was going through, nurses, doctors, uh, any kind of care provider, Mm -hmm. extraordinary stress. And if you already are dealing with the underlying challenge of mental illness, then you've got all of that other pressure that's on you, incredibly challenging Mm -hmm. to deal with. And the stigma of not wanting to get on antidepressant meds because that could affect your profession. Absolutely. I mean, what a... What a silly world that is. Yeah, and, th- and that is part of the challenge, right? Yeah. It's that stigma that, you know what, I don't want to talk to anybody about mental illness because if I do, that'll get held against me at my place of work. Right. It'll be held against me and my family. You know, I come from a family that, that has a long history of mental illness. And I will tell you that 44, 50 years ago, my family talking about mental illness was something you simply did not right. do. Today, the new generation of my family, that's a conversation that we mm-hmm. have all the time. Is this, uh, is this also uh, maybe why the suicide with um, veterans and active military members, is it the same thing, the reluctance to maybe reach out for any help Absolutely. or take medication? Yeah. I mean, law enforcement, the military, mm-hmm. things like that. And, and again, keep in mind is that the, you know, Suicide is particularly high among men, mm-hmm. and men are overwhelmingly in those particular lines of work, True. and so they don't go ask for help because to go ask for help is a sign of weakness. Yeah, and they'll go, what, what if it goes in my file, right. somebody uses it against me, you know, all these things, which, you know, how sad is that? Yeah, no, and, that, and that's part of the challenge that we continue to deal with today. And, you know, we talked yesterday, and I I say this often, which is we can't normalize suicide because there's nothing normalized about it. And we can't normalize not talking about suicide Mm -hmm. or not talking about mental illness. As long as we continue to talk about it, we say the words, right? Mm -hmm. We say suicide. We talk about mental illness. We say it. We remember remember people's names. names. And again, Mm -hmm. you've been going through the names of people. In the donations. So incredibly important that we remember. And and the one thing that's important, I think, for us to talk about is this concept of hope, right? And it's incredibly important to remember that hope saves lives. And as long as you believe there is a hope for a better day, that there's hope for a better tomorrow then your opportunity to survive the crises is so much higher. Mm-hmm. That's and, a really good point. And, and, yeah. and I will tell you, I, I say this all the time, the two most important words in my English language are hope and faith. And you got to have both of those every single day, and particularly if you're dealing with the challenges of mental illness. Mm-hmm. That's a really good message. I appreciate that. I think our listeners, I mean, I feel like we're just being armed with so much great information here. And, and I think a lot of people and are going to be able to help people. And just the awareness, the awareness. Like I got an email when I remembered uh, my nephew Tristan um, about a month ago on, on the anniversary of the day he took his life. And um, someone emailed me and um, she said, I've never known anyone, you know, that that has lost somebody to suicide, but I was listening to you today, and and she said I was really struck at, you know, what people who sur- survive suicide, I never realized 
I've always just avoided it, even yeah. thinking about it, but I never even thought about what a burden that must be and how do you go about dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, we have to talk about it. We have to talk to those who are suicide loss survivors. We have to ask them how they're doing. Yes. We have to talk about their loved one who, who died by suicide by name. Mm -hmm. we, and we've got to remember that these were all people. Behind all of these statistics, which are overwhelming, yes. is that every single individual who has died by suicide is somebody that made a difference in yeah. this time. They were funny. They, they were, were loved. They, they were. And, and they yes. still are. They, they still, still are. are. Yes. They are yeah. still remembered. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, one really quick thing I want to make two things. Uh, yesterday, um, after the show, I got a call from somebody who anonymously wanted to make a commitment. Um, to, 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 the, to the event and make a donation of $5,000. Oh, oh, my so God. They don't want to say who they are, but oh they, they called, shared with me their own personal story. So I want to let oh, you know that there's somebody out there who is making a donation of $5,000 after the show. Okay, um, and then also just to tell you how important it is for for us to talk about this. So we have a partner, Truestone Financial, who their employees raised $5,000 a couple of weeks ago to, to help support SAVE. Truestone Financial's foundation then matched that for a $10,000 gift that they're gonna be making to SAVE. The, the commitment that individuals make to helping save other people's lives is absolutely incredible. And the work that you're doing on this show, the work that, that my talk 107.1 is doing all week for mm -hmm. all the charities all the that you support, not just save, yep. yeah. but all of them mm -hmm. is extraordinary. It is a great gift to the community. It's a great gift to us. And I know that every other charity that's benefiting from the work that your colleagues are doing, um, are enormously grateful for. So I want to just say thank oh, you. That's really thank nice, you. and that's really generous of this anonymous donor. We love it. Yeah, and, and you've had lots of generous donors yeah. over the time that you've mm -hmm. launched this, and I know that you'll continue to do that. And I know that later on the show here, we're going to have one of my board members. I think oh, good. Dr. Leslie uh, Price is going right. to be on. Yes. Right? We're going to so take we'll a quick break, and Perfect. let's talk with her when Fantastic. we come back. All right, this is Lori and Julia on MyTalk 1071. We are trying to get some more donations. You can go to MyTalk1071.com, click on Project Down and Dirty, donate. Any little bit helps. We just so appreciate it. Just a shout-out before we get to our guest. Paula Balmer gave $25 dedicated to everyone struggling. Terry Judson gave up $50 not of her Two amazing kids who, who are suicide survivors and their father who died in 20-something. Um, and an anonymous just gave us $50. But we just got an anonymous donor doing a matching $5,000 today. So whatever you give, it just think of it as doubled, Double. which is so Everything awesome. Everything gets doubled. And we are delighted to have join us from the West Coast, uh, Dr. Leslie Price. And she is a board member, member of SAVE. Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. And, and Dr. Leslie Price, how did you get involved with SAVE? Hi, it's so nice Hi. to meet you guys. You and too. I got, I got involved with SAVE actually through another board member who had invited me on knowing that I was a clinical psychologist and had worked in suicide prevention as part of my career and also had a brother who had committed suicide a number of years ago. So that's how I got involved. 
Wonderful. I mean, not wonderful, but I mean, yeah. I just kind of wanted to know. And Eric well, is here. Leslie, I'm actually here in the studio. Thanks for joining us. Yes, here absolutely. The, the, the West Coast and and uh, Lori and Julia have been doing an extraordinary job helping us raise the profile and the work that we do with Save. And and I think maybe if you could share a little bit more, both on the personal level about your experience that you've had with suicide, but also kind of on your professional side as you as kind of advice and suggestions that you would give to the listeners of the show as they're dealing with this subject matter right i mean that that was a lot um so to start <laughs> i mean <laughs> my own experiences uh, professionally have been that i used to be at the university of michigan medical center in their suicide clinic and working with survivors of attempts or youth who were seriously considering suicide and having significant suicidal ideation and really working them through that. Um, and then was also at an evaluation clinic at New York Presbyterian Medical Center. And um, obviously in my private practice, I deal with kids pretty much weekly, if not daily at times, who are having suicidal thoughts and working them through. Um, and one of the pieces of advice that I often talk through with families or kids in particular and youth is that any decision or any situation that they're dealing with can be worked on. The only thing we can't fix is death. Mm -hmm. So once they've made that decision, there's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. But if we talk about whatever the problems are, what situation they're facing or what they're frustrated with, we can always come up with solutions to that. Um, and that's a, and, and that's, yeah, and that's a lot of what we've been talking about is this notion of of if somebody approaches you, if, if somebody comes to you, a, a young person, and says to you that they're thinking about harming themselves, they're thinking about suicide, you know, what kind of advice do we give friends and family members when, they, when they're confronted with that? I mean, the first thing that I would recommend to anyone who is encountering someone um, is to tell them they're not alone and that you're going to help them get to someone who can help them and get them into a professional. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it is so hard when you don't have the training or you know the knowledge, it feels like you're walking on eggshells and you, yeah. you just don't want to say the wrong thing. So I think a lot of people panic. One thing you can always say is you're not alone. I'm in this with you. And I'm going to be okay. by your side until we find someone who can help you. Mm -hmm. um, and there's lots of people out there who do know how to help you. Um, yeah, so right away, giving you not hope. alone with other people, right? Like mm -hmm. other people have had this and been in this situation right? and they get through it. Mm -hmm. So creating that sense of hope in someone who's feeling hopeless, right? A lot of people who are at that stage just feel completely hopeless um, or helpless. So you're giving them a sense that there is help out there and there is hope out there. And that's kind of what Eric was talking to us about, about hope and having faith. But I and, like the, speci the yes, specificity of I that do. Is, is, so, is so good. Thank you. So as a clinical um, psychologist who kind of, um, you seem to specialize in suicide, did you get into this field because of your brother's passing? My brother actually passed um, seven years ago. And so, but he had had a lifetime of severe mental illness. Mm -hmm. So did I get into the field because of him? Probably. Mm -hmm. uh, he was significantly older than me. And so I grew up with really significant mental illness in the house my whole life um, mm -hmm. and watching that trajectory. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think where I was probably 
an even better resource was for my parents um, when they lost their son. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say I actually saw a lot of the signs and we tried to get him help and we tried to do a lot of things that he was just not open to, Mm -hmm. uh, which is hard. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I come from a family that that mental illness is a, has, has been a long fact of life for us. And, and the notion as, as a much younger man of, of talking about that and going and getting help and, and, and for the mental illness itself was something that was just simply you didn't talk about. From your perspective professionally, how, how much has that changed over the last few years? Luckily, it has changed a lot, and I give organizations like SAVE so much credit for their grassroots movements in just making mental health and suicide in particular something you can talk about. Because what I can say as a professional is saying it to someone is not what's ever going to make them do it. Mm-hmm. Talking to someone about suicide is not going to be the thing that tips the scales. In fact, typically being able to talk about it, not feeling the stigma around it, mm-hmm. getting to breathe it out is what usually saves them. Okay. And places like SAVE have done such an amazing job of opening that up to families, opening up to people who are considering suicide as an option to really talk about it and get the help that they need. And and that's a big piece, again, as we talk about this notion of suicide and mental illness and talking about it is talking about suicide with somebody who says to you that they're thinking about harming themselves is not going to make them more likely to, mm-hmm. to die by suicide. No. Not talking about it, not getting them the help they need makes it more likely that 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 outcome may mm-hmm. in fact be exactly the opposite of what you want to see. So part of what we're trying to do with SAVE, again, as part of our public awareness and education piece, is to make sure that we're reducing and eliminating that stigma of talking about mental illness itself, yeah. and at the same time talking about the, the issue of, of, of suicide, so that we reduce that stigma, we eliminate that stigma. So what you're doing is eliminating that barrier to getting somebody help. Absolutely. And eliminating the isolation that they often feel, which gets them from the mental illness piece to the suicide piece. Well, and, and to feeling that, alone in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. to that point, uh, Doctor, is when, when, as we came out of COVID, the, the U.S. Surgeon General indicated that one of the greatest health crises that the, the country was facing right now was this concept of loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. And is it your sense that that has contributed even more to, to the struggles that we've got in this space? 100%. And suicide rates started going up for the first time in years after COVID. Depression rates were on the increase. Anxiety in kids was on the increase. Eating disorder. I mean, we just saw upticks across the board in self-harming behavior, suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety, um, and a number of mental illnesses. And I think that had a lot to do with the isolation and lack of resources because when the kids were sitting at home doing work or adults Mm -hmm. sitting in their rooms where that became their office, their world, people started feeling very isolated, very lonely, very disconnected. And And then social media on top of it. Yeah. This is um, yeah, social media, and that's a whole different topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That added to it as well. <laughs> I know. Well, we want to thank you first of all for your generous donation of five hundred dollars, um, Dr. Leslie Prose, <laughs> and uh, thank yeah. you very much. Um, we are um, 
we are just, you know, we've to date right now we've raised over eighteen thousand and forty nine dollars. And with your generosity and sharing your wisdom and your experience and your knowledge and hope, um, I think that this just we've been spending, you know, two days really intense conversations about suicide. This mm-hmm. does not happen no. on local radio. No, it doesn't. you know what I mean. So I want to thank you for your time thank today, Doctor. Thank you. Impressive that you do it because people do avoid it. They do. We, we are not. Even us. For a while, you know? Even us for a while, yeah. Um, and Eric, thank you so much. Thank the you, executive Eric. director from SAVE. This is just, this is really, I think this is cool. We got so many, so much feedback from people, our listeners yesterday. So thank you for your time. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. You're Absolutely. welcome. Thank you, guys. Okay, okay bye.